Welcome to the Digital Edge with Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway. Your hosts, both legal technologists, authors, and lecturers, invite industry professionals to discuss a new topic related to lawyers and technology. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the 120th edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. We're glad to have you with us. I'm Jim Calloway, director of the Oklahoma Bar Association's Management Assistance Program. Unfortunately, my co-podcaster, Sharon Nelson of Sensei Enterprises, has had an emergency today, so I'm going to wing it on my own. Today, our topic is When the Bell Tolls for Thee, Disaster Planning and Recovery for Law Firms. But before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsor, Clio. Clio's cloud-based practice management software makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Answer One. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering services provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800 Answer One or online at www.answerone.com. That's www.answerthenumberone.com. Thanks to Scorpion. Scorpion sets the standard for law firm online marketing with proven campaign strategies to get lawyers better cases from the internet. Partner with Scorpion to get an award-winning website and ROI positive marketing programs today. Visit scorpionlegal.com slash podcast. Thanks to ServeNow, a nationwide network of trusted pre-screen process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. I am very pleased to have as our guest today, my good friend, Tom Bolt. Tom is the managing attorney of Bolt Nagy, PC, a well-established and respected business law firm on St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. Tom is currently a member of the ABA Board of Governors and past chair of the ABA Law Practice Division. In the wake of two Category 5 hurricanes, Irma and Maria, that hit the U.S. Virgin Islands in September, his firm evacuated its offices of 30 years. Tom is currently assisting the territory's recovery as chair of the advisory board for the Salvation Army and facilitating FEMA ABA YLD disaster legal services. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. I know you've been pretty busy the last few months. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. I'm honored to be your guest on this 120th edition of today's show on Legal Talk Network. As you know, I'm a big fan of Digital Edge, and I always enjoy your timely topics and the valuable information that you and Sharon share with the members of the legal community. I must say that I find Digital Edge always helps me in my law practice, and of course, you and Sharon are two of my favorite law practice buddies. Your check's in the mail, Tom. Would you tell us just a little bit about your law firm, its size, where it's located, and what happened to your law firm during the hurricanes Irma and Maria? Absolutely. 
Bolmagi is an eight-member business law firm based in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, with offices also in Greenville, South Carolina. We specialize in Fortune 1000 companies that have a presence in the Virgin Islands, as well as local Virgin Islands businesses. Our practice areas include corporate, tax, estate planning, real estate, financial services, government relations, labored employment, and civil litigation. On September the 6th, the Virgin Islands were hit by a catastrophic Category 5 hurricane. Uh, That was Hurricane Irma. We had prepared as best we could for the um, storm, utilizing our disaster recovery and business continuity policy for the firm. But, you know, as much planning as you do, there's things that happen uh, that you don't plan on. And the roof on our western wing of our firm, which covered five offices, rolled off the structure and uh, exposed those five offices. Afterwards, as we were surveying the damage, we told the landlord that if he could cordon off that section of the law office, that we could potentially withstand the oncoming storm, which was another Category 5 storm, Hurricane Maria, uh, which hit on the 19th and 20th of September. The landlord did nothing. So we put into action what I called Operation Dunkirk. It was basically an evacuation of our law office of 30-something years. We contacted one of our firm's clients that had the largest moving and storage company on the island with five trucks and 12 of his men, plus everyone from all the employees from the office, and we picked up our law office and evacuated uh, to the second floor of a bank that uh, the firm established some 10 years ago. So we were very fortunate, but we learned many lessons as a result of the uh, of both of these hurricanes. It seems that sometimes with our news, the uh, Puerto Rico's overshadowed people in the Virgin Islands. So how long were folks in the Virgin Islands without cell communication, internet, and power? And where are the islands today along the path to recovery? Well, Jim, while cell phone service was never completely down, the great majority of cell phone service did not come back until just recently. We represent one of the largest telecommunication providers in the Virgin Islands, and consequently uh, have worked with FEMA and various other providers to restore communications. We have a call like every other uh, day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, discussing uh, various areas of concern. Currently, most all of our cell sites are on generator power, and a great deal of time has been spent just ensuring that the diesel fuel is powering up these sites. But we are making progress every day. I, you know, today is better than yesterday, but not as good as tomorrow. Uh, but it will be a long recovery coming back from these two storms. I uh, remember after Katrina, I learned that people should, uh, lawyers who are out of their office, should spray paint the phone number on the office so if people came by looking for them. Uh, I was amused to see your website actually had a pop-up with your cell phone number, Tom. I know most partners wouldn't really want to put their cell phone number on the website, but you do what you need to do, don't you? Well, this was essential. 
right now, only 3% of the landline phones uh, have returned. We are very fortunate in our law office that we do have all of our landlines and fax lines back, but uh, it's become very commonplace to use uh, cell phone lines uh, and to depend upon cell phone lines for communication. Interesting enough, though, uh, in the early days after the hurricane, texting was the uh, communication means of choice. It takes a lot less bandwidth to text. Was your law firm recovery helped by the fact that you had a branch office in South Carolina that was the main repository of your firm data, making it a bit easier to restore? Well, most assuredly, our server was down, our email was down, but through our website, we communicated with clients and provided them uh, with an alternative. The um, office in South Carolina uh, did not experience the problems that we did. Uh, They were able to interface with clients we were able to establish a alternative email address that they were able to monitor uh, so we could communicate with clients, particularly those on the U.S. mainland. So, indeed, uh, having an office in South Carolina on the mainland uh, did help us uh, in our recovery. You mentioned having a disaster recovery or business continuity plan. Did it work as expected? Yes and no. Um, The disaster recovery and business continuity policy that uh, was required by a number of our clients, particularly our banking clients, uh, they were concerned that there was provision for disaster recovery and business continuity. But as well as you can plan, there's no way that anyone can truly plan for two back-to-back Cat 5 hurricanes. And so there were many things that uh, we didn't anticipate but uh, we did the best we can, and I would advise that, yes, you should have a disaster recovery and, and business continuity plan, but you should not leave it on the shelf. You need to monitor it. You need to have training uh, with your staff. You need to make sure that it is up to date and in place. I mean, a disaster can strike at any moment. Well, that's certainly good advice. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Feel like your marketing efforts aren't getting you the high-value cases your firm deserves? For over 15 years, Scorpion has helped thousands of law firms just like yours attract new cases and grow their practices. As a Google Premier Partner and winner of Google's Platform Innovator Award, Scorpion has the right resources and technology to market your law firm aggressively and generate better cases from the internet. For more information, visit scorpionlegal.com forward slash podcast. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter AnswerOne Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. AnswerOne is available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. AnswerOne helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, this topic is when the bell tolls for thee, disaster planning and recovery for law firms. 
Our guest is Tom Bolt, the managing attorney of Bolt Nagy PC, a business law firm on St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands. So what lessons did you learn from these disasters, and what would you do differently in the future? Well, I was not as up-to-date on technology as I would hope to be. I mean, I thought that uh, having been a veteran of the ABA Tech Show, having been the chair of the ABA's Law Practice Division, I thought I was up on technology. But alas, I was not. And uh, one of the things was the issue of, of a server for your law firm and having all your information. The idea was that, uh, you know, in the Virgin Islands, the belief was that you had to have your server based in the Virgin Islands because you could not depend upon Internet service. Even with redundancy, you still, you know, the Internet service was relatively unreliable. So you needed to have that server based in the Virgin Islands, protected as best you could, which we did have. But what happened after the storm was that that server was down. And so the office in South Carolina uh, could not uh, connect with it, and we could not connect with it. What we've learned since then is that there are hybrid servers that are available. Hybrid in that you can have a your local server, so if your Internet goes down, you keep running. But also, the main server is in the cloud and is available in the cloud and can continue to provide information, you know, throughout the storm and after the storm. In the same respect, we found the idea of a uh, mail server uh, and, uh, and certain mail programs that are in the cloud so that, again, email went completely down across the board throughout the Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico as a result of the storms. I mean, it was down for several weeks, if not more. But with certain mail servers and certain email programs, again, that information can be in the cloud. You can access it, and you can continue you know, to receive email on your phones and respond to your clients. So those were two important lessons that I learned after the fact. But, I mean, again, just having the business continuity plan, I think, was good to uh, know who was responsible for what uh, and to understand the various operations of the firm, the various business functions of the firm, who was the primary person that was responsible, who were the alternates, um, uh, the issues of other various vital information and databases. I mean, all that was quite important and good. Uh, One of the other things that was not necessarily in the business continuity plan, but I felt was very necessary, was, again, is to inventory what you have in the firm, you know, of all your physical property that you have and to take photographs. I think that's very important. That's often recommended for you in your home. You need to do the same in your law office. How many firms were impacted in the Virgin Islands, and and what kind of damage was done to those law firms? Well, I mean, when I first think about this, I mean, I want to say, you know, that four or five firms were impacted. But then as I reflect again on this issue, I say they all were affected. In some way, form, or fashion, every law firm, every lawyer has been impacted by these two Cat 5 hurricanes back-to-back. Some firms 
completely lost their office, worse than our firm. Uh, there were several firms that their uh, entire offices were obliterated. There were others that uh, had severe flooding, and even though they had no physical damage to their structure, but because of the flooding, they had to have all the carpet and various other things removed. So uh, there were any number of ways that lawyers were impacted. But again, I don't think anyone escaped you know, without some damage to their firm. Well, a two category five hurricanes that close together is quite unprecedented. But would you say that most of the law firms were well prepared, partially prepared, or not really prepared? I think, I mean, I'd say partially prepared. I mean, we had experienced hurricanes in the past. I mean, we had Hugo in 1989, we had Maryland in 1995. You know, so we had all, you know, experienced hurricanes to a certain degree, but we can always be better prepared. And we've learned lessons, you know, in the way we build and rebuild. Uh, we've learned lessons uh, from uh, Maryland in 95, and certainly we've learned additional lessons from the properties and the uh, law firms that were rebuilt after Maryland, what didn't survive uh, with the latest hurricanes. So we will be building back better, stronger than before. Tom, you've been involved with an organization in the Virgin Islands to help both law firms and people who need access to lawyers. Would you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Well, I've been you know, involved in several ways to uh, help law firms. I mean, you know, working with the American Bar Association, working um, – the American Bar Association has a MOU through our Young Lawyers Division with FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, to provide disaster legal services. And so we have helped coordinate that uh, with our legal services of the Virgin Islands and other members of the private bar to help people that uh, have been impacted by the storms. It's amazing what happens in the, uh, how the economy and the, um, you know, the whole society changes and, and the various things. Initially, the issues are usually landlord-tenant. They could be issues where the tenant has a lease, a valid lease, comes home and finds himself and his, all of his possessions put out on the street because the landlord wants to move into his leased apartment. Uh, they could be labor and employment matters where they worked prior to the hurricane but have not received payment. There can be uh, child custody issues where one parent wants to leave and take children with them uh, while the other parent wants to stay in their home. Uh, so there are a number of issues that come up, and, and we deal with that. I mean, there have, I mean, we've had as many as 50 calls a day that have come as a result of uh, Hurricane Irma and uh, Maria. Uh, what we're seeing now and what we'll be going to from these early questions uh, that have affected people within, in their legal service needs, we're going to see things such as dealing with contractors and, and problems with contractors and, and insurance claims, and, and, and that's what we're moving into those type of questions. In the same respect, I mean, we've also helped just uh, in a general way. I'm the uh, chair of the Salvation Army of the Virgin Islands, their advisory board. And what we saw early on was just the need for basic human necessities and providing food uh, to those uh, in need. And there was a tremendous need there. I mean, I 
witness for the first time in my uh, almost 40 years in the Virgin Islands the face of hunger. And it was not, Jim, a pretty sight. I mean, there were many people that were out, you know, had no food. They had uh, no way to get food. And we were providing as many as a thousand meals a day at the um, various meal services that uh, uh, the Salvation Army and other organizations uh, were providing here in the islands. Well, certainly the needs will continue, Tom, and and thanks for all your help with those people. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick commercial break. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the country. Connect your firm with process servers who embrace technology have experience with high-volume serves, and understand the litigation process and the rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit servenow.com. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code TDE10. Of course, you can find Clio at Clio.com. That's C-L-I-O.com. Welcome back to the Digital Edge on the Legal Talk Network. Today, our subject is When the Bell Tolls for Thee, Disaster Planning and Recovery for Law Firms, and our guest is Tom Bolt. Tom, has there been much discussion about climate change and what this may mean for emergency preparedness for law firms and really everyone in the Virgin Islands? Well, yes. I mean, there has been some discussion about uh, climate change, and what I, I think the general perception is that hurricanes and these various other extreme weather conditions are not just a one-off. This is the wave of the future, that we're going to see more and more extreme weather impacting us. You know, it's a foregone conclusion that uh, these severe storms will be more frequent. And we've also, um, there are a number of ABA entities, I'm uh, on the uh, uh, I'm the Board of Governors Liaison to the Section on Environment, Energy, and uh, Regulatory, which is, they even have a climate change committee that is looking uh, at the various impact this extreme weather is having upon a business and upon law firms. So, no, I think that we have climate change with us, and we're going to see more and more extreme weather now and into the future. Tom, you've been the chair of the ABA Law Practice Division and now serve in the ABA's House of Delegates. Are there other resources from the ABA at large, and particularly the Law Practice Division, that might be useful to our listeners? Well, absolutely. You know, Jim, I haven't stopped being the ABA Law Practice Division's biggest cheerleader. Uh, It was through the uh, Law Practice Division that I built my practice when we started Bolt Nagy back in 1991, it was with the law practice division at my side. 
Now, I, I, there are a number of resources that uh, the Law Practice Division has uh, made available with regard to disasters. The Standing Committee on Disaster Preparedness and Response of the American Bar Association also has resources available. And various sections and divisions of the ABA are also working on developing disaster preparedness and response resources for their particular substantive area uh, of concern in the law. Well, we're going to put with the podcast some links to the ABA and the Law Practice Division's resources for disaster planning that will hopefully be useful to our listeners. Thanks for being our guest today, Tom. I have to say, in my years with the Law Practice Division, and I know Sharon believes this too, you have become a very close friend and a great resource, and your public spiritedness as your uh, work with the Salvation Army demonstrates is an example for all of us. So I know you won't put in the plug, but if some of our listeners are moved by this, the Salvation Army of the Virgin Islands could certainly use any of your financial support. So thanks for coming to the podcast today. We appreciate you being with us. Thank you, Jim. Look forward to our continuing to work together. That does it for this edition of the Digital Edge Lawyers and Technology. And remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us in Apple Podcasts. And I don't have Sharon with us today, so I'll just say goodbye to all of our listeners and happy trails to all of you. Thanks for listening to The Digital Edge, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Sharon Nelson and Jim Calloway for their next podcast covering the latest topic related to lawyers and technology. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.